I love everything around manifesting and the law of attraction. But when you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm also all about taking action. You can't have the one without the other. But for me, it's easy to get lost in the action part. And before I know it, I spend my days busy, 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 ticking things off my to-do list and forget tuning in with my intuition and my true desires. I sometimes just need a reminder to get back to that. Today, I got just that and I'm so freshly inspired and I can't wait for you to listen to this episode and get that burst of inspiration too. I'm talking to Ifia Suter, a mindset and manifestation coach. Her mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small, confidently manifest their desires and live an extraordinary life. In our conversation, Ifia shares her story and we also talk about how she built her business and pivoted from creating content around traveling and for bloggers to the work she does today, mindset and manifestation coaching, and what struggles and limiting beliefs she had to overcome to get where she is today. I can't wait for you to meet her, but before we dive in, I would like to invite you to a private training I'm offering where I share the three-part framework of a thriving online business that makes you 5k per month and more. This exclusive private training is only available for acceptance applicants for my program Blissful Biz Incubator. I don't teach it publicly, so you need to apply for the incubator first, which just takes a minute actually, so it's not a big production and you don't need to have to join anything. You just need to send in an application. If you're wondering what this is all about, the Blissful Biz Incubator is my newest program and it's a 12-month-long high-touch group program intensive designed to help you build a sustainable and profitable online business following a proven framework. So if you're ready to build a profitable online business, selling online classes, one-on-one sessions and online courses, I'd love to see you apply for the Blissful Biz Incubator. To apply, go to susannereicher.com forward slash application. That's susannereicher.com forward slash application. And there you get all the details and you can fill out a quick form with your contact details. And it's just two questions. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Ifia. Welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much. So um, I'm in Germany. You're in Melbourne in Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and what brought you where you are right now? 
So there are so many parts to my story, but the spark notes kind of version is that in 2015, I was at a real crossroads in my life. I had just gone back to uni to study my master's after finishing my degree. And pretty soon into my master's, I realized that I had made the wrong decision and that, you know, I'd made a decision out of fear rather than out of desire. And that journey with moving through that fear and moving through the anxiety, the depression, that what's going to come next really led me to personal development and conscious manifestation. And I got to the point where I was at the beginning of the year where I was just truly miserable. I had even stopped going to my classes, stopped seeing my friends to where I was at the end of the year, which was moving from Scotland to Australia and just having such a deep relationship with myself and having this deep sense of self that I, it felt so different and more than just feeling so different within myself is that I wanted to help other people feel that good within themselves too. And I I wanted to help other women stop settling, right? Just, oh, well, this is the step I'm supposed to take, or I'm good at this. So I guess I should do this and actually just following what you're passionate about and trusting that when there's passion and perseverance, the rest will come together. I love that. Um, I have a question. Um, when you say you really started working with manifestation with mentors, or what did you do? Did you start reading books or you know, how did you really do the work? What did that mean in your daily life? So my first kind of introduction to that space was yes, through books. I read an incredible book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Suzanne Jeffers. And that was the one of the first ever personal development books I read. And you know, just the way that she worded things were so simple, but they made such profound um, shifts in my life from someone who had, you know, at some points felt like I was hiding a little bit. And then I also watched the film, The Secret, as many people do. I learned about the universal law. So really for me, it was about pra- not just reading books, but practicing the things that I was reading in those books. I created vision boards. I was doing the affirmations and I was really doing that conscious work every single day because it's one thing to know something, but it's another thing to immerse yourself in that work and to say, oh, does this fit for me or do I want to try something a little bit different as well? Yeah, I think that's where I'm stuck, <laughs> actually, because I, I mean, I, you know, like I read the books and listened to the audio books and all that. And, um, but I don't think I probably, I don't really practice it enough. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, I should meditate and manifest, but it's not a consistent practice. And so I'm just, I was just curious what that meant for you, how you really implemented it. Are you yeah, still think- keeping that up? Are you still doing that every single day? Yeah. So it looks different for me. The thing with me is that I like change. I also like spontaneity. So from year to year, it looked quite different. And from month to month, it looked quite different. So for example, last year, 2020, I decided to read 52 books. I was constantly reading. I would always have like one or two books, like either one physical book and one book on my phone. And rather than just reading the books as well, I had like a notebook. So every single book I was reading, I was writing about the book that I was reading. So I was taking that information in and then I was doing the practices as well. Reading 52 books in a year is very, very intense, (laughs) especially as I didn't start at the beginning of the year either. So some weeks I was having to get through quite a lot of books and it was an incredible experience. And it's definitely. I did so much to my coaching practice, but this year I was like, okay, I want to take a step back from reading books all the time. And what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to do some certifications. I'm going to do some coaching and then I'm going to have my daily practices as well. So for example, 
a morning for me now looks like waking up, um, talking to myself a little bit, hyping myself up for the day. I'll then do my meditation. I will then do a hypnosis. And then um, after a shower, I might also do breast massage and then I'll go through my day. And then throughout my day, I will say affirmations and things to myself. And it's just like kind of constantly recalibrating myself throughout the day and also journaling as well, which was something that I used to do at the beginning of the day. Now, sometimes it might be in the morning, sometimes it might be in the evening. So I will have a couple of core practices, like my meditation to something I do every single day without fail, no matter what. And then some of the practices will change. So the massage, sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I won't. Journaling is one that's pretty core for me as well. Um, and hypnosis is a core one for me. Affirmations are core one for me. Then I'll play with some other aspects because there's nothing worse than creating a routine and then becoming bored by it. You don't mm-hmm. want to be bored with what you're manifesting. The whole point of manifesting is to add that excitement, to add that fun. So if you're like, I've got to do my manifestation routine. That's the energy that you're bringing to it. So it's like, rather than like needing to spend two hours in a morning routine, if that doesn't work for you, what one practice or two practices can you pick that you're going to fall in love with and really, really enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then of course you combine that um, with running a business because you're really successful as an entrepreneur as well, really inspiring. So we have a lot of listeners here who already they have already like turned their passion into a business. So they became a yoga teacher or a healer, but then maybe they feel a little bit stuck or they have mindset blocks that maybe they're not even um, aware of. That definitely was me. (laughs) Um, I'm learning more and more. I'm realizing more and more how, how mindset is really like 80% at least of your business, of your success or as your, not necessarily success, but as your experience as an entrepreneur. It's not only about like making millions of dollars and being successful. It's like your experience. And yes. So um, I thought about what I wanted to talk with you today. And I would love it if you could share some, maybe a little bit of actionable advice for um, people who feel like stuck. Maybe they have like, um, maybe they don't really believe in what they're doing, that they would have the success, especially now with the online world. There's so many more opportunities that yoga teachers or healers didn't have 10 years ago. It just wasn't, or maybe they had them, but it was much more difficult. So now it gets uh, there, really op- opportunities opening up. You have the audience, you have the tech tools and all that. Um, but they, I know that from some of my students, they see that, they want that, but then they don't take action. So how can you help them? What can they do? Uh, there are so many things that we can do. And I will say one of them is taking responsibility for your own journey and your own business. Like, You have a gift as either a yoga teacher or a healer. You have something that's so beautiful, so special to share with the world. And even if there are other yoga teachers, other manifestation coaches, there's a way that you deliver a message that only you can deliver it. And you playing small is not serving anyone, least of all yourself. So kind of have to, you know, call ourselves out on our own mindset drama and also it's not just stepping into the role of a business owner, it's stepping into the role as a leader. And stepping into the role as a leader doesn't mean that you need to be like a thousand steps of everyone else, but it means that you need to have the mindset of I'm showing up to inspire people or I'm showing up to share my journey with people and knowing that equal parts, right? You know, the things that haven't quite gone as expected or things people also want to hear about as well, just as well as the things that have gone really well. People want to hear about your story, right? So you have to go beyond just thinking like, 
oh, I'm really compartmentalized into this one box to seeing yourself as this overall role of a leader. And how are you going to show up to that leadership role and really step into it and really color it in, in a way that is really magical for you. And I think that brings a sense of freedom to things in knowing that, well, you know, and even we talk about Olympic athletes, right? Their trainer doesn't need to be the same level of running of speed as they are. They just need to have that intentionality of knowing how to help that person get to where they want to go. So you need to take on that role of no matter what, I'm going to help these people get where they want to go. Okay. These are the methods I'm going to use to help people get to where I want to go. And this is my commitment that I'm going to make to the methods that I've chosen to getting people where they want to go and really simplify it, really break it down to that and that core thing and be like, okay, well, that's a promise that I'm going to keep to myself. How am I going to keep that promise to myself today? How am I going to keep that promise to myself tomorrow? And checking in with yourself and saying, am I keeping those promises? Because here's what happens. When you fall off like once or twice, like we all have down days, we all have bad days, we all have days that don't go exactly as planned. That's fine. When it becomes like a consistent habit, then what you're saying to yourself, what you're doing to your confidence is, I can't follow through. I don't do what I say I'm going to do. I can't show up. So you need to be really mindful of whether you're just having a couple of bad days or whether you're making a pattern of behavior that's making you lose your sense of belief in yourself. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think what's also important is, yeah, to have like the the ideas to manifest that, but then also to include the action. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Manifestation is nothing without action. We need to be taking that uh, inspired action as well. And when I say inspired action, I mean, really lean into both your feminine and your masculine energy and say, okay, like, what is my intuition telling me to do? And not just being like, oh, that's a cute little message, but actually being like, okay, now I'm going to get out there and do something. And I always encourage my clients, like when you're setting your intention, you're saying, this is what I want to achieve for the year. This is what I want to achieve for the month. This is what I'm going to do in the next few weeks. What are you going to do today? Always do something today, even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to write the list of people that I'm going to reach out to, or I'm going to write the first paragraph of my sales page. Just take those micro actions because that's going to, again, build that belief that I'm always moving forward. Yeah, I love that. So what have you done? Like, um, okay, you had like the big steps, like moving to Australia. Um, so what are some smaller things that you manifested maybe in the last year, which was such a hard year for everybody. And I know you've been like in Melbourne forever, uh, like in lockdown forever in Melbourne. So how did that impact your practice? Do you have like small little things, successes to share? Yeah. So a fun one for me last year was actually competitions. And I had a friend who would enter competitions and I just saw that as something like, you know, that's something other people win. That's just something lucky people win. But we went into our second lockdown here in Melbourne and didn't have many activities. I was like, okay, like I'm on board. Tell me how you're doing, like entering all these competitions. Let's enter some together. And I think after a week or so, we won our first competition together. And it was like a light bulb went off in my mind. I was like, wait, it's not just some lucky people that win them or my friend that wins them. I win them too. And if I could win one, what if I could win one every single week? And so for about six months, I was winning at least one competition every week. I think you I mean like what you like, see in pay, in magazines and stuff, or like um, brands so, and yeah. doing what kind of competitions? So they're like competitions on Instagram. So I would mm -hmm. win things. I won a holiday. I won a diamond ring. I won clothes. I won money 
teeth whitening, food, everything you can think of. There was a competition <laughs> where I won it. And we always have this joke when my friends come over to my house, they're like, oh, this is not, I'm like, yeah, I won that. Um, <laughs> so that okay, really I had funny. a traumatizing experience. I once won a package of washing powder in a competition. <laughs> and the worst thing was that that was before Christmas and I had to stand in line in front of the post office for, I think, 40 minutes to get that stupid packet. I had no idea what was in it. That <laughs> was such a big disappointment. And after that, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so funny. But gotta count those wins though. Hey. That's but the I won powder I want something. before. Yeah. Yes. Um so I always think that actually taught me such a huge lesson about belief because it taught me how because that belief was so strong. Like even if it was a Sunday night and it's like 10 PM, I haven't won a competition yet. I'm just like, Oh, they must just be late in announcing it. Of course I've won a competition because that's how it is. And now when it comes to, you know, setting new beliefs in my life, I'm like, do I believe it as strongly as I believe that? Cause to me, that was like, it just seemed laughable that it wouldn't happen. So now when I'm helping my clients build their beliefs or when I'm building my new belief, I'm like, how can I get it to the point where it seems like laughable that it wouldn't happen? Yeah. But the same It's also important, I think, not just to wish I would win something, but that you also mm. participate, like buy a ticket, yeah. for example. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Exactly. So you take action as well. I love that. Um, so when somebody comes to you, what do your clients come to you actually with? What are they struggling with? One of the biggest things that my clients come to me with is, I don't know what to do. And... Mm. Honestly, I used to be that person. I used to be the I don't know what to do person until I realized that when people say I don't know what to do, it usually means I know what I want to do, but I'm scared to pursue it. Or I know what I want to do. I'm waiting for someone else to give me the permission. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And I think so, what also happens is sometimes we stop ourselves from being able to follow what we really want to do, like by spending too much money on stupid things or something. So that we don't really have savings to take that step. Or Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then you work through it with them, obviously. So um, what do you want to say? <laughs> I think um, when somebody already knows what they want to do and they yep. just feel they're not getting anywhere. So what might yep. be their biggest issue? I think it's, so when I work with my clients, I move them through my five-step framework for aligned manifestation. And the first step of that framework is embodying the vibe of your higher self. And to embody the vibe of your higher self, you need to know what that higher self version of you actually looks like. And how we come to that place is by being really grounded in our values and vision. And why it's important to ground yourself in your values and vision before we move into setting intentions is that when inevitably stuff is going to come up or you're feeling challenged, you're feeling stretched, is that you're so grounded in that vision and where you want to go and how this is going to impact you, how this is going to impact other people, that it doesn't matter what comes up because it's so much bigger. So then we move into setting powerful intentions. And this is where a lot of people begin to have stuff come up in that they'll be like, well, you know, I... I just don't want to be broke or I just don't want to have no clients rather than, okay, this is specifically what I actually want and what I'm moving towards and looking at where we're going as opposed to where we've been and letting that dictate the results that we're going to have. And so people will get stuck in this feedback loop of, well, I only had this in the past, so that's what I can only have going forward. 
So we need to break out of that feedback loop of my past results are going to dictate my future results and knowing that actually anything is possible to the degree that I have faith and that to the degree that I also act on that faith, which is what we were touching on before. Then we move into the third step, which is energetic blocks and boundaries. So this looks at your limiting beliefs. These are what stories do you have about why it might not be possible for you? Are these your stories? Are these stories that have come from someone else? Typically, they're stories that have come from someone else as we you know, form these limiting beliefs before the age of seven, when we're essentially just sponges for everyone else that we're around. And then it also looks at boundaries. How good are your boundaries? Because while you're giving your time, your energy, your money away to anything that isn't serving you, well, guess where that's taking that time, that money, that energy away from? It's taking it away from all the things that do serve you. Um, we then go into balancing your feminine and masculine energy. And that really looks at how you're taking action. It looks at balancing that action. So yes, it's important to do the belief work and to meditate and to sit and do hypnosis or massage like I do. But at the same time, you need to act on it. You need to be moving forward. You need to consistently be taking those steps um, and kind of laying those bricks for a house, if you imagine, you know. It's one thing knowing how to build the house, but you also need to actually begin putting those bricks down. And then the final step is surrendering the how, which is releasing the need for it to happen a specific perfect way, but knowing that, you know, some things often don't go as expected or don't go as planned, but we've got to hold the faith and keep moving forward then. So what I would do with people is typically run them through a diagnostic check to see like which one of these steps are you coming up against. For a lot of people, it is the limiting beliefs. So if someone was having a lot of limiting beliefs coming up around not being able to move forward, not being able to take action, what I would firstly say is release any guilt or shame that you have around holding that belief. You know, if you have a belief that says I'm not good enough, and then you also feel like ashamed that maybe you are part of your job is telling people that they're worthy, that they're amazing, that they can do anything. And then you're like, wait, I don't always feel like that myself. Release any guilt or shame that you have around that and really get to the root of where that belief actually came from and what you would like to believe instead, and then act in a way that if that belief were true, this is how I would be acting. So for me with the competitions, well, if I believe I won a competition every day, I mean, sorry, every week, then I would be entering competitions and not worrying about like, Ooh, who's going to see this comment that I've written or, Oh, what if I don't win this one? What if I don't get one? And I've told everyone I'm going to win one every week. I'm just going to keep moving forward because that's what my belief is. So always acting in a way that's congruent with the new belief that you want to have rather than that limiting belief that's holding you back giving yourself some grace that we all have limiting beliefs. It doesn't matter how successful you get, you are always going to have limiting beliefs. What's different is how are you going to approach those limiting beliefs? Are you going to let them stop you from showing up? Are you going to let them continue to hold back and be an excuse for you? Or are you going to say, this is a great tool for growth. This is a great opportunity for learning. And this is actually something really amazing that I can share with my clients. Like so many of the things that previously held me back, like showing up online or talking on live even took me years to eventually start a podcast. Whereas now I'm like, oh, this is great because now when my clients are going through it, I can say, I've been where you are. I've seen what you've seen. And this is a really great way to you know, move through it. And I have that deeper level of empathy. So everything is leading you forward. You just have to kind of believe, not kind of actually strongly believe that everything is taking you where you need to go. But continuing to move on even in the face of fear because the fear is never going to be completely gone it's just like to what degree do i feel fear and what am i afraid of this time i love that yes it's just like baby steps right so you just have to do little things and um yeah i can totally relate to that i think i've been thinking about doing a podcast for at least a year before i actually started it 
And I share that too with my audience and all the mistakes I make and the struggles I had. And yes, it makes you more relatable. Um, what? How did you build your online business? So what blocks did you have to overcome? And was it an easy experience? What, like, what, what were your biggest struggles? How long did it take you to get where you are? So how did you do that? So for me, I have been content creating for nine years. So I've been blogging for nine years. And I think one of the biggest challenges for me was I previously was a solo travel blogger. I wrote about travel. That was my thing. I'd even just last year released a travel ebook, which I was so proud of, released in February 2020. Come March 2020, oh my no God. one's going anywhere. Um <laughs> So that was a huge like, whoa, let's just take a pause here. And so for me, one of the biggest challenges was evolving my audience from just expecting to hear travel content from me to, okay, now I'm going to be focusing on mindset and manifestation, which, you know, you will hear a lot in the online space, like niche down, niche down. And for me, I had niche down into talking about travel And I had been portraying that online as the biggest piece of my life, but it was actually not the biggest piece of my life. The biggest piece of my life is like, you know, doing the mindset work, the personal growth work. And a lot of that I had kind of done behind the scenes and not really shared online before. So evolving my platforms into talking about that, especially when I first began showing up, um, was a little bit nerve wracking and also coming out and saying like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do now. So I had this Facebook community that I'd had since 2018 and it was specifically for bloggers. And I was called uh, high vibe blogger tribe. And I was giving like mindset tips, for bloggers and doing like live sessions in there. And I remember I just went into that group. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be evolving the message of this group. It's not just going to be mindset for bloggers, but I'm opening it to, to women, ambitious women in particular. I'm going to be talking about manifesting and mindset. And I'm going to be sharing different things with you. I remember that first video. I was like, <laughs> Um, and then it was like, oh, none of the bad things that I thought would happen actually happened. I also had a lot of resistance around sharing things on my story. And then people who I went to school with or people that I went to uni with then seeing and being like, oh, well, what's she talking about? Funnily enough, people from school, people from uni have like messaged me like, hey, we listened to your podcast. It's amazing. It's changed my life. It's done all this. Whereas if I'd hidden away and I'd kept that fear, then it wouldn't have gotten me to where I got now. So I think a huge part of my business journey has been getting over myself. Like, and I think that's one of the best pieces of advice I would ever give to anyone is like, yeah, get over to yourself. People aren't thinking about you as much as they, you think they are. So you have to, and another part of that is showing up as well. People aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. So you have to continually be showing up to remind people that you exist because this online space, there's a lot of people on there. So you need to kind of stake your claim. And what I learned from when I first began blogging nine years ago, was when I first started my blog, I was really inspired by this other woman and I adopted her kind of writing style as the way that I would write. And it didn't really fit me for where I was at that point in my life. I was a student. She was an upper, upper middle-class Londoner and our styles were just not the same at all. And I realized a couple of months in that I had been emulating her rather than emulating myself. And that taught me a really important lesson about finding my voice that I've since applied to in business in that Yeah, I speak a certain way. I may often swear or laugh or stumble over my words. And I think that's really part of my brand. So finding what is unique about you, obviously I'm not the only manifestation coach in the world, but also that doesn't that doesn't threaten me either. And I think it's looking for 
what's special about you, what's unique about you, what message do you want to bring to the world? How are you going to show up and betray that? So for example, you know, I shared that it took me so long to start my podcast. And eventually what had me start the podcast was that I was looking through Mindset and Manifestation podcast and I was looking through the top charts and everyone looked the same. And obviously you won't see this from listening to the podcast. I'm a black woman. So I was looking through all of these things. I didn't see anyone that looked like me. And what I knew from my time solo travel blogging is that women would reach out to me and ask if I'd seen anyone that looked like me in a specific country, or what's it like for us as black women to travel in a specific country. So I'm seeing that and I'm thinking about the mindset and manifestation space. I'm like, well, if people don't see people that look like them at the table, they're going to wonder whether they're invited. And to me, that was so much bigger than my fear of, well, what if I'm not as good as speaking at a microphone as I am on writing on a piece of paper. So yeah, the journey for me was definitely a lot of getting over my own limiting beliefs. And I think, you know, even now a year and a, a year and a half into it, I still have my own limiting beliefs that come out, which is completely normal. And I think it's really great because the way I approach them now is so different than I approached them at the beginning. And that's when, you know, you've had real growth, you've had real change and you've had real expansion. Uh, yeah, I love that. I see my limiting beliefs now really like, um, ask cute little weirdness things that are more like my friends that made me, okay, yeah, I should think about that. Thanks for making me aware of that. Something. Yeah. (laughs) But they are definitely always there. And, you know, like I'm like a little bit older. I'm 50 now. So yes, I have limiting beliefs around that. And I'm too old to do this, to show up um, or to change my career. I changed everything when I was over 40, basically. Um, which, you know, but it's also inspiring for younger people because it's not like you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself. There's still time. And I have students who are in their 60s and they're now building their online business. They're like, yeah, I realized like I want to work less, but I don't want to earn less money. So I'm moving online. And that's so inspiring as well. And they're really embracing learning about all the tech stuff, which is also it's never too late to do that. I love that. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I love that too. They they really inspire me every single day, (laughs) my students. Um, What was, um, so what do you do now in Yona? Do you do um, one-on-one coaching packages? Is that like the, what's like the main area of your business? So the main area of my business is my Conscious Alchemy Mastermind, which is a year-long mastermind. Um, and you know, those five steps of my framework for line manifestation that we spoke on before in the year long mastermind, we go through each of those steps in a lot more depth. We have guest experts. So we have a private podcast in there. Um, and it's a really beautiful community all moving towards manifesting their extraordinary lives and to leaving behind all of those BS beliefs of why you can't or why you shouldn't and really unapologetically stepping into being a powerful woman. Ah, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> How many people do you have in there? If you, um, if you so, just want to talk about it, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have six women in there and it is the most magical group. And, you know, it's something that is um, open throughout the year. So people can join in at any point. It's not like it's, you know, open close. It's something that is open throughout the year. So, yeah, it's really nice to have that mix of energy. And, you know, we all think that we are so alone in our problems and that we're so different in our problems. But actually there are a lot of parallels between what every everyone's going through that I think makes that journey so much um, more profound. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing about having this high level group coaching 
experience. I started a high ticket program just one month, last month. Yeah. One month ago. And I just love the, um, now the idea that I have 12 months to work with a small group of people in a really, really deep way. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. Yeah, it's a great, it's a beautiful experience for sure. And I love that um, even online, it feels, uh, you feel the connection definitely. It's not, yeah, it's nice to see p- people face to face, but it's also, I think, so much easier to get distracted then. Yeah. And you know, like, it's a, it's a different, it's a different experience. Yeah. But there's like, I think so in well. both of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, my current clients have got from Australia, Canada, US, UK, there's no way that they would all normally be in a room together, but getting to be in this virtual room together has Mm. been like a really beautiful experience. Yeah. So your clients come from all over the world or? Yeah. Yeah. Are you still traveling? Do you still have your travel business or did you close that down? So essentially, I have not been able to leave the country since March 2020. So yeah, I've, I, in fact, I, the last time I was abroad was in 2019 and then Australia closed the borders in 2020. And now the borders are open again, but only to Australian residents and Australian citizens. So even though I've lived here for the past five years, if I was to leave now, I would not be able to come back. So that's really, you know, I can't leave at this moment in time because my my life is here. So yes, yes, I would love to travel and sometime in the near future, but I don't know when that is at this point in time. But when I do go, it's going to be an epic trip. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you're not, are you able to go back to Bali already? No, so it's just, just Australian citizens. Mm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know it's been really tough in Australia. So in Europe, at least we're able to travel within Europe. (laughs) So... I mean, you have a beautiful country to explore, but yes, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> There's still some rules within Australia as well, so we can't, can't go very far at the moment. But um, yeah, hopefully by next year, some things have shifted. My sister's getting married in Portugal next year, mm. so I'm looking forward to going for that. If to manifest it. <laughs> yes, already done. It's already done. Yeah, I mean, nobody could think that. I mean, probably the pandemic for like for scientists, it wasn't surprising. It was always like clear that something like this would happen and show up on point. And we had pandemics before. They've just never been this global, I think, beside like the mm. Spanish flu or something. Um, but I remember in March 2020, we thought, okay, it's going to be four or six weeks. And then we're going to go back to a normal life and look at us one and a half years later. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a lot of moments of that. Like, this will be the last lockdown. <laughs> this one will really be the last one. <laughs> I think there's something to learn as well. Like, even with manifesting and planning and you like trying to strategize your whole life and you have this master plan, you have to be open to the flow. And oh, uh, just like, yeah, I think that sometimes... Is it sometimes a struggle for you or for your clients that you feel like you're putting all that work into manifesting and manifesting your dream life? And of course, you expect that to happen because otherwise, what's the point? And then you're like, some life just throws you curveballs. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Um, it's definitely how you face the curveballs and also what are you going to take from them? So, you know, a lot of people will say everything has a lesson, but I feel like 
the lesson isn't automatically there unless you say like, I'm going to take something out of this. You have Mm. to consciously choose to take something out of that experience. So, you know, for me, when we first went into lockdown and then we had these repeated lockdowns, initially that felt like, wow, all these plans I had, all these things I wanted to do, I'm no longer able to do. I'm like, what am I going to take out of this? Okay. This has been a really intense period of business growth for me. I have made so many international connections just through online networking. And then now that I am able to go back out and do stuff, I appreciate it so much more. And I am, you know, I'm naturally extroverted. So being not around people for a while was like something that I didn't really experience a lot. So yeah, there has been so many beautiful lessons and gifts in there, but you have to, you have to be willing to look for them. Yeah. You have to just flow with the experiences. Mm -hmm. I had that happen, um, even before lockdown. So when I I gave up my apartment and sold everything and just went traveling, um, as a yoga teacher, as a digital nomad, and then my mother gets sick. So <laughs> I knew that mm. I would, you know, like have to go back to Germany. And now, um, the last, yeah, the last, I got an apartment already before the pandemic back here in Hamburg. So I can spend more time here. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm questioning myself as well. Why did that happen right away, right after I managed to really be completely free? <laughs> and now I really, and now I also have the business that allows me to work from anywhere. What do, what can I learn out of that experience? What can that teach me? And, um, Yes. So just like questioning that and not only seeing it as something that affects me negatively and as something that's frustrating, which of course it is as well. And I, you know, like I allow myself to have those thoughts as well. But, um, and what also helped me probably is also like, yeah, like you did with your competitions to add some positive experiences to, to that. You know, like for me, it was getting a puppy. <laughs> last year that really saved me and um yeah so that changed plans as well like okay now my plan is not going back to bali where i spent the last five years um but now it's um traveling around in a camper van yeah beautiful um so i'm Thank you for sharing your story. And I think you do such amazing work. Your clients and students are so lucky that you help them like manifest their dream life, um, whatever that means for anyone. I think that's also important to remember. It's not the same for everybody. You don't have to manifest being becoming a millionaire or living like in a house with a view of the beach or something. <laughs> um, can be small things, right? Yeah, it's wildly different from person to person. Some people, it's, you know, manifesting the freedom to travel the world. Other people, it's the freedom to be at home with their families. And don't forget to take action as well, beside dreaming. Um, So where can people go to learn more about you? So you can come hang out on Instagram at feelsalter underscore. You can check out the podcast, the Manifest Edit podcast. And I also run free five-day virtual manifestation retreats. So this is where I teach the Vise Method for Aligned Manifestation over a series of five days. We have Zoom calls, meditation. It's a whole party. So if you want to come join us on the next one, you can check it out by heading to feelsalter.com forward slash freebie. 
That sounds like so much fun. I might just sign up for that. <laughs> I'll yeah, add the links to the show notes, of course. Um, thank you, Ifia. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannoreicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the Make Your First or Next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable, and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.